How many times have you sent messages to women and gotten zero response or maybe gotten a response and then it fizzled out immediately? Well, you need help with your banter, my friend. And that is where I come in. I am basically the world's only banter coach. I teach you and give you the hard skill of being witty and clever and fun and also emotive and vulnerable to connect with women so that they want to know you. They want to go on a date with you. I have helped so many men succeed at this. I've lost count. So if you're struggling in this department, I'm telling you, it is worth your time to go to kristinandchill.com. If I could take all the guys that I've worked with and have them yell at you and beat you up until you finally give in and say, okay, this is something I really do need to work on, I would do that. But unfortunately, I can't do that. But what I can do is I can teach you to be fast on your feet so that you can charm her socks off and even more. And if you're finding you're not even getting matches to be able to banter in the first place, I make killer profiles. I hate to brag, but they're really, really good. So if you need help with your profile, I'm here for that as well. Make 2023, not 2022 or 2021 or however long you've been struggling. And you can start doing that by going to kristenandchill.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out The Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of The Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. podcast. This is going to be a special episode or a unique episode. Kristen is not here. She is on a job interview in New York, which may mean sad things for our show, but great things for Kristen. And we'll keep you updated on that. But she is in New York and hopefully getting an awesome writing job, which she so deserves. Um, But I am here with Cam and Karen Lee Potter. Yes. Yes. And they uh, have a podcast called Sex Talk with My Mom. And um, we have been spending time with each other where we have been doing a podcast that is made for both of us that we can share. So this is like a little intro to this podcast. But why don't you guys tell my audience about you and who you are and what you do and why you're doing a show about sex with your mom. Yeah. No, sex talk. Sex talk with your mom. <laughs> yeah. not, not about having sex with your mom. Why there's no sex with right. my mom at all. Uh, what? So, where do we begin? Where do we begin? We've always been very close talking about sex. Do you, I mean, do you talk? You said you're very. Open yeah. Well, parents. I was saying, yeah, I talk to to my family yeah. about sex all the time. Yeah. I mean, my mom listens to my podcast, so I'm very comfortable talking openly. Yeah. So we're talking about when he was in high school. Yeah, growing up, she was like very much the cool mom. So we would, you know, my friends would come over and talk about their relationships with her. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. Like we'd stay up till like one or two in the morning and just chat. Yeah. And then in in high school, my dad died very suddenly. Sorry. Yeah. Um, And that really flipped our worlds upside down. Yeah. And sudden, and so we kind of, our whole family kind of clung together. Yeah. Got you closer for sure. Yeah. He's got a sister and a younger brother. 
And uh, eventually you started dating again. Yeah, I went out in the dating world um, in my 40s and it was... Um, it was challenging because I didn't really know where to go. I didn't know about Marnie, the wing girl then. Uh, so what I did is I thought to myself, well, I'm just, you know, I'm going to start my own YouTube channel and help women like me, either through death or divorce, go on, get their ass back out there. And so I wrote this book, uh, which I'm going to give you a copy of here, A Cougar's Guide to Getting Your Ass Back Out There, uh, mainly for women. And I decided to start a YouTube channel for women. And it turned out that there was just a bunch of 18 to 35-year-old horny guys wanting to know about cougars. Right. So all the people watching her YouTube channel were just dudes. Yeah. Well, so what do you tell these dudes? Like, what are Same you... Same kind of thing that you do. Like, we talk about, like, you know, how to get old. It's mostly, how do I attract older women? Where can I so meet an older answers. woman? Uh, oh, you got to read my new book, which is <laughs> going to be called The Secrets to Dating Older Women. But basically, it's very similar to what you're saying. You know, you have to do some self-discovery and uh, and ask really good questions and be a great listener. You know, be confident, you know, Ask women, uh, I mean, ask them about what their passions are. I think that's like the best question. If someone asked me that, I'd be like, you really give a shit about me? You know, make that person feel special. But what, what's the difference between that and someone who's in the 20 or 30 or who hasn't been in a relationship like a long-term? Yeah, I mean, I think there's so many advantages. And, and as you'll hear later on in this part, podcast, uh, some of the advantages of dating older because they're more experienced. They're more adventuresome. I think they are independent. They're not as needy. They don't play as many games. There's a lot of really good reasons. And usually you find a guy like your husband who's been with... Was your husband? I think you told that story later on in the podcast. Oh, what? I want to hear what you're going to say. That, you know, if... if oh, it was another another gentleman. I forgot who it was. But if if you have had a good experience with when you were in your early 20s or whatever with an older woman... You want to replicate that because <laughs> they right. they teach you so much. They're non-judgmental. You can do your own thing. You don't have to like worry about like, is she playing games. There's a lot of reasons that that relationship works really well. So, is it different for you when you have a younger guy approaching you versus an older guy? Like, do you expect more from that older man, or is there like a different way that you you when I was single? I'm, I've been in a relationship with a younger guy actually for ten years. Um, but when I was single and most of the guys were younger approaching me, it was great because it was like, there's no expectations that, you know, that, that I'm going to be in another marriage. I mean, guys seem to get divorced and they want to get remarried right away. And so I want to go back to what, what, how we started this podcast. <laughs> well, do, no, but these I, are important I, questions yeah. for my audience. Oh, I'm because, sorry. Like, I understand like that's how you started the podcast because oh, you were doing this I show and got you got you. I didn't want the time. Yeah, sorry, but this is the important information for my guys listening. Oh, it's like, how for do your they, guys listening. Yeah, how okay. do they get an older woman if that's what it's, they want? It, 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 and if they are older, how do they have to act differently to get you? I just think, you know, there's there's you just use your charm the way you do any woman. And uh, I think just be very super confident. You do need to have your A game. You can't dress like a little kid and you can't act like a little kid because older women are not going to put up with that crap. You know, like... So what, what do you mean by acting like a Like you kid? can't uh, make a plan and then not show up. You know, like young guys sometimes do that. They play those kind of things. Oh, my buddies, we went out drinking. You can't do that. You do that and then you're, you're done. And you can't also have sex and just be totally self-centered and just get off and not give a shit about the woman because you will not have a second chance. So how do, how does this differ from trying to date a younger woman? Like if I feel like I would go use those same strategies to be dating a younger woman. I think the expectations are that you're not going to end up in a relationship, uh, like a so, long term relationship. If there's like a twenty year age difference, for example, if you're twenty five and you're with someone forty five, 
So you're saying from the woman's point of view, she's thinking like, this can't be anything serious. It's not going to be that serious. We're going to have a lot of fun. It's playful. So if it's not fun and playful, then you're out. Yeah, that's not going to last. But usually it's such a great experience from so many... I have so many, so many comments on your YouTube channel over the last, you know, how many years since 2012 of uh, unbelievable experiences that younger guys have with older women that carry with them and some of them marry them. <laughs> there are people that do end up like myself in long-term relationships. Would you think I would have to change my the way game? I approach women or my game by approaching an older woman versus approaching a younger woman? It's the same thing. I think you would do very well because no, older no, no. women would appreciate... He's just talking about in general. Like, yeah, do you think no. that guys in general... No, Cam in, in general would do better because he is less of a game player. I like, I okay, so the I guys who listen to my show, so if they're like, I want to date an older woman, it would they have to act differently to date an older woman versus act like how they would act to date somebody who's their age? I think they would have to find something in common, which is kind of hard. Like you'd have to find something that interests the person. I remember a guy like was, I was like, I'm not going to be interested in this guy. He's just like, look like a child. But he started talking to me about music and I like we had indie rock in common. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, this guy's not bad. You know, I can find something. You have to find something in common because you don't have the traditional stuff that you have in common. You have to go places where older women hang out. You have to go to like, you know, like steakhouse bars or uh, discos or karaoke or country western bars or some place where there's live music or something. Like, yeah, I don't think I'd be you wouldn't be you wouldn't be going to the same women places. Women my age, yeah. at like a yeah, you're not going to Chris Bar or something. Well, that's like that. if you want to find older women, that's where you need to go. Yeah, you, you've got. I mean, you have to go someplace that older women are going to be comfortable hanging out, and you're not going. They're not going to hang in that frat bars. They're not going to hang in the places that younger kids go to clubbing, they're not going to do that. I mean, unless things have changed. Well, no, but it doesn't sound like they have. I wouldn't think that they have. I would think that's exactly the same. But there are guys that just have this older woman preference and they know how to play that game and they do it well. I mean, it, it, if for someone who's sincere like you and confident and funny, I think you'd be, you know, a, a well-suited for an older woman. Thank you. What's the difference in the way that they, they talk to you? Is there something... That's like a they hook. have. They just have younger guys that had, were successful. They have a lot of confidence. Like one time, I walked up to a group of guys because you can get older women like myself who want this too. I just walked up to a group of guys. They're just hanging around. I'm like, which one of you guys want to dance with me? And like one guy stepped up, and we ended up like having like a year long relationship. I mean, it was like maybe six times. This but, is an example of you having confidence. Not, but I guess the guy who was confident enough to actually stand up, but. It doesn't take that much. It seems like a very easy... uh, Would you say most most women that are out and if they're single, are they looking for somebody to to actually be the confident one first and just go up and approach them? Would would most older women women like that? expecting the younger guys still to walk up to them. But they will send out signs, verbally and non-verbally, that they're interested in a younger guy. Well, first of all, if there's been many times I've been out with like two or three girls and a guy will walk up to us and start talking. And one of the girls will like, oh, he's cute. And they'll start talking to him. Has this ever happened to you, Marty? That I've said that a guy's cute if he comes up to me? No, that, that like you've been out with your girlfriends and, and one guy walks up to your table and just starts talking to you guys. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, but what did what did your table do prior to that to signal? Like what are the nonverbals that you're talking I about? I think it's a lot of eye contact, it's smiling, it's body language, it's, you know, hair flicking. And you might, you know, you, you can, like I interviewed one of the male porn stars and he said he'd walk up to the table and and just like make one little gesture and start talking. And and then he'd sit down and talk for a minute and then he'd say, oh, I got to go to the bathroom so that she, as he walked away, the girl could see his butt. <laughs> so do you think that older women are 
are more confident with men so that they're more straight with them about what they want? I think they're more confident with younger guys. What do they got to lose? They're thinking, oh, he's just a young guy. Who cares? If you stick around, you're a young guy and you stick around, you're persistent. Uh, someone's going to, you're going to take the weakest the, of, of the antelopes or whatever, or the one that is into it. I mean, because I've been with older women and they're like, oh my God, I just, this, this guy was just so persistent. I finally just gave him my number and they ended up sleeping with him. Okay. So it, there are, and you have friends that are like that, that have been in relationships with older women. Maybe they met them through work or whatever. Mm-hmm. And what have their responses been? That is a great experience. I don't think you're, I don't think it's a tough, uh, I think you're preaching to the choir here. I imagine a lot of the listeners are already into older women. I don't think it's a thing you it, need to it's convince. It's a new thing though, considering like 20 years ago. It was not and nobody wanted it now. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, before Demi Moore, everything, it was like, that was a no very no, yeah. It was like the other way around is totally cool. And there's still a stigma attached. I mean, whenever I tell my uh, my boyfriend's age, people are like, oh, you go, girl. You know, it's just like, you know, and it, it's not an easy thing to be in a relationship with someone who's significantly younger if you're the older woman. But it's worth it because there are definite, you know, reasons that it works. What do you think about men dating, dating younger women? That's a different dynamic. But a lot of younger girls are looking for that financial support. <laughs> Yeah. By dating the older man, it, it 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 doesn't seem to be the same reasons for dating. Like the younger girl is going for that older guy for some financial reasons, for some you know status reasons, things like that, and he might be going for like, oh, I'm you know, reinventing my uh, you know. Do I think that's I, true. I I think that might be true for some people. I think another reason why women want younger women want older men is because they can kind of play a little bit of a they have a more daddy daughter relationship, which I think some women and some men want want in a partner. Yeah. Well, that that's part of it as well. Do you think that the, there should be a limitation on how... No, no, I don't think... I think age is a number and you, if it works, it works. If there's connection, it's connection. I wouldn't worry about the age at all. I agree with you. Yeah, so like, a lot of guys write into me saying, like, I feel like a sicko that I'm going after girls who are half my age or that I shouldn't be doing this or that, you know, society's going to say no. And I... You know, guess it's shit. It's, I, I, that's what I say as well. It's like, who cares? As long as they're legal, like... Play ball, have fun. Yeah, yeah. You're, why would you want to limit the people that you can connect with to just a small group who's appropriate for you? I think that's key. You don't, by who? you don't want a type, you know? It's just don't. You, you never know what, what your type is going to change over to. Yeah. Well, so continue about, so you've, you were doing the cougar thing. So then how did you guys start this podcast? So I was doing stand-up uh, during like, I, I did comedy all through college and then Afterwards, so I was doing a lot of stand-up and talking about my mom and my stand. I had like at first just one joke about her, and it kept really well received. So I was like, "Oh, I'll just keep expanding on the set." And then I would just do full sets where I was trying to sell her book to the audience, reading passages from it, release um, your inner stripper, things like that. And people that. would come up to me after these shows and be like, "Is that that's funny? Is it true?" Like, uh, yes. Why the fuck would I make up? <laughs> My mom is a cougar sex expert. I have to say that I redefined the word cougar. I was trying to figure out, like, how do you describe this woman that she's confident and, you know, there's there's a special thing. It's not like a mature woman that's not going to work. It's not a single hot mom. It's, it's not a MILF. It's just, there was no word. So I figured, damn it, I'm using the word cougar. It's the best that can conjure up. And we're going to do confident, older, unique, genuine, assertive, and racy. That's it. I like it. An acronym. I like it. So I would include that in my (laughs) (laughs) stand. Eventually, we made a video together. 
that was well-received. So we're like, we should just make a podcast. And we've been doing this for two and a half years. That's awesome. Yeah. And you, uh, you'll, you'll reveal later in the episode that we've done together is that you listen to my podcast, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, awesome. totally. And it, it influenced a lot of our podcasts. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. I did not know a lot of our podcasts, but uh, maybe... Yours was one of the first that I... Yours was one of the first podcasts I actually was listening to. So. Right. Like, I can do better than this. I'm going to be yeah, my own. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can do better than this with my mom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's a fresh spin on it. Yeah. Okay, so awesome. So where do people listen to your podcast? Uh, you can find us in any... Wherever you're listening to this podcast, just look up Sex Talk with my mom. And well, my mom. Where are you from originally? Chicago. Yeah, same with my husband. That's oh, how he says mom. From Chicago? Yeah, that's where he, he, he picked a good one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he's a good guy. Where did you guys meet? We met on the beach. I had dated two of his friends, actually. And so one person who it didn't work out with invited me around and kept inviting me and my girlfriends around too because he had guy friends. And he's like, come to the beach. We have margaritas on the beach. We play volleyball. Come hang out. And I met my husband on the beach. We talked for a couple of hours. I was not attracted to him. Oh, but I kept, so I kept seeing I him. I attracted my husband when I first met him either. It's interesting, it right? to be friends first. I, mean, well, we, I wouldn't say that we were friends first. Oh, like, thought we, you were a little hussy. Probably. Or he, I was a lot younger than him too. So he was like, oh, this is just like some young little girl running around. She's not anything serious. But he, he did actively pursue me. He would come up and talk to me every single time that I would hang out with those guys. And then like the third or fourth time we were hanging out, he, his behavior was different. He was wearing glasses. He was sitting down. I don't know. It was just different. And he was sarcastic with me and witty. And I was like, oh, is this guy cute? And I can't really tell. And something like just made me see him differently. Mm. He wasn't my typical type. Like, I used to love short Jews. Like, that was my type and who I was into. Like, I would have been all over you, like, 15 oh, years ago. Like, you I don't know if that was a put-down or what. Yeah. No, but I'm, saying, not, but I'm saying, like, like well, guys who are, like, my like like my size, or not my size. You're making it worse right now, Marty. I know. Yeah. Sorry. No, but I'm a saying, miniature like... miniature Jew is what I was looking for. You, it sounds like he had, like, five foot three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're actually... Like, like, he's... He's 245 pounds and he's six foot four. Like he's like a big dude and he's half black. And like, like he just like, yeah, he just like a lot of weight. Right. (laughs) But I'm like, I I like other guys. Like I am, I am sort of like making fun of you a little bit. I feel like I'm not not at all. I'm not. That's who I was attracted to before. Guys who were like, are you attracted to my son? I I do find your son very attractive. I will be honest, but like that that's you're my typical type usually, and he was just not even on my radar. And then because he persisted, and just the way that he was acting, he caught my attention. And then I asked him for his phone number, and we went out. And it was it was not like who I had typically dated before. So it was very different for me. And it was, you know, a gradual liking that happened. Mm. But it was, it was How good. long was it until you had sex with him? Two months. Oh. Mm-hmm. Was, and that was a deliberate act on your part or his part or both? Uh, my, my part, actually. Um, I had come out of a relationship before that that totally set me back sexually because he was not comfortable with sex. And so it like weirded, I don't know. I was very weird about sex at that point. Like I used to be so open, so into doing things. And then I sort of closed myself up for a bit. And then when I met my husband, he reopened me back up. And I was kind of, I was kind of weird about sex for a bit, sadly. Sex can really mess with people. If you have like some, a partner who's got some issues, it can really get 
into your head. Yeah, it can. Like I, and they weren't huge issues, but that he wasn't comfortable with sex. Like, so I would say things like, what do you like? What do you want me to do? And he'd say, he would say, stop asking me that. Ooh. Stop asking me that. So then you're like, more than like, uh, okay. And so anyway, so it, it wasn't a, a wonderful thing. Um, but yeah, it but was. It, it was that. But then I, I met my husband and yeah. Well, we have two kids, so we definitely have sex still. Um, but not we, separate bedrooms. No, and we have a, a, a nice sex life, which is good. Well, it sounds like he's, he's a hottie. Really he is a hottie. He's awesome. And so are you. Oh, I was not meaning to like... No, no. I, I have a no, problem no. with language sometimes where I do... like I, And I'm not even meaning to in my mind. Like in my mind, I'm I, that's not even what I'm thinking, but it comes out wrong. So I apologize for that because you, you're very cute. Thank you. I was not offended. Are you a Sagittarius? I am a Sagittarius. Am I good or what? You are good. How many times? Even on this podcast, I guess I'm number one because Sagittarius have a tendency to put their foot in their mouth. Yeah, I do constantly. When my husband, when we first started dating, I had bruises on my leg because he would kick me under the table so many times for oh things that I God. was saying. And I'm like, what did you say? And he's like, you just said this. And I'm like, I don't even know what came out of my mouth. Okay. It was really bad. And now he's used to it. So I don't have any more bruises. Or I'd, and I've also toned myself down a little bit. But anyway, so this is a special episode of this podcast. This was a nice little intro to the episode we just did, yes. which was me on Sex Talk with my mom. I right. wanted to make sure I said that correctly. Um, but I hope that you guys enjoy it because on the episode, we cover uh, how to be casual when dating women and how to figure out what it is that you want and how to ask yourself the right questions mm -hmm. so that you can get to the place where you can figure out what you want and why it's important to know what it is that you want. Because I think it's important for every single person listening to this podcast to always ask, am I doing something that I want? Am I happy? And am I on the right path? Yeah. You also change my expectations on what I should be expect. Like, yeah, what should I expect when dating? Good. I'm glad. See, all these things I do, I don't even know it. Look at that. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, so keep listening. It's going to come up after this break. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step -step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. Marnie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks oh, for having me. I am excited too. I think it's so interesting that the two of you do a show together. Ah. And I'm glad that you reached out to me. I felt flattered. Well, yours, I, I was just telling you in the elevator that your podcast uh, helped me date like starting four years ago. Well, and then I was saying you're still single, so I, I've been doing a horrible job. <laughs> yeah. I have, I, I'll take ownership for you that. You can lead like, a horse to water, but you can't take Thank you. But uh, a lot of my clients think that I should be able to make them drink, but I'm not able to. But yes, lead a horse to water. Give I, you the proper I, information. You're full of wisdom. So I'm, I wanted to see if we can first dive into like 
how to meet people because I think that's like the first obstacle that I've been... Well, first, let's find out the name of your show and everything. Oh, okay. Well, my show is called The Ask Women Podcast, but my business is called The Wing Girl Method, where I coach men around the world on how to attract, date, seduce, get, and keep any woman they want if they choose to keep her. There you go, Cam. You hear that? Yes. And I did want to know, like, is this like pickup artist stuff or is this a different... Category? No, I, I don't even know how to make a routine or give people lines, to be honest. I I'm, agree. It's not, People have labeled me as the first ever female pickup artist or the number one female pickup artist, but I'm not. <laughs> I, think, I think that there was such limited options out there for men in terms of self-help and dating advice that it all got lumped into one category of pickup artistry. But lately, it's been segmenting off into different sectors. So I'm a dating coach or more so an attraction coach. So oh, I teach I like men about how to coach. create attraction and really be attracted to themselves. Oh, I like that too. Yeah. So this is if someone, if someone is not attractive and they are like, oh my God, no one wants to talk to me. You can kind of convince them how to be charming. Yeah, or, absolutely. Wow. Everybody's attractive. They just have right, to right. clear off all the crap on top of them. Oh, okay. So what's like the... like? Is there a, a nutshell version of like what you usually tell people? A nutshell version? <laughs> I know this is like a very extensive process. Yeah. Well, the first, okay, the key thing to my method and to the Ask Women podcast is that in order to get what you want, you have to ask for it. That's, that's the nutshell. So you have to work up the courage to ask for it. You have to know what you want and you have to be clear, concise and comfortable asking for what you want. And then you can get anything that you want or at least be okay with it if you don't get it. Oh, wow. So I guess the first barrier to that is like, what if you don't know what you want? Well, you should figure it out. And that's what I help people do. Yeah, how do you figure it out? You ask yourself questions. You let me ask you questions. And all of my programs I have, I mean, it's going to be overwhelming for some people to hear, but like a list of 50 questions to ask yourself to get to know you better. Because when you're walking around aimlessly saying, I don't know what I want or who I want, and I have no boundaries and I have no limitations and I have no expectations, then you're you're walking around like a mishmash of of useless information. The more that you know Mm -hmm. about yourself and what you want and who you want, then you can say, yes, no, not for me or whatever the person's doing in front of you, not in line with what it is that I want for my life. It helps you be more selective and helps you really evaluate the people in front of you. If you don't know what you want, you're willing to accept anything because you don't know who you are and you don't know why you're valuable. Is there a key question that is like pretty like eye-opening that people wouldn't think to ask themselves? I would say that most people I work with would say I do have questions <laughs> that give them that response. I, I think I ask a lot of questions. So for each person, it's a different thing. But I think at the very core of it, it's what is it that you want? I know that's a simple question. It's very in line mm-hmm. with what I was saying before. Right. It's not an eye-opening question, but I think so many people haven't asked themselves that in the past or don't realize that they can have what they want mm-hmm. or they get to choose what they want that I think once they read a lot more of my material and realize that they can mm-hmm. ask for what they want, that it's pretty empowering for them. Mm-hmm. It's about self-awareness to me too. Yeah, if, absolutely. If you don't know yourself, how is someone else going to be a mind reader and know you? Absolutely. And like I, I sexy it up, obviously. You know, what right, I do is right. I coach men how, on how to understand women and get women. Well, so, yeah. And also I, I put that on the women too as far as like, you know, people want you to be a mind reader about sex, for example. And... You can't be a mind reader if you don't... How can I read someone, a guy's mind, for example, if he doesn't know the way he likes to have an orgasm or the same conversely, like a woman who doesn't masturbate, how is she, she going to know? Gonna know? Yeah, Absolutely. So it's all about like, first you have to know yourself. What are your passions? What do you, you want to do with your life? You know, what are your goals? Well, you know, and then, and then 
mind and body. And then you can be able to go out in the world and figure out like who you're going to be wanting to be attracted to. Absolutely. A hundred percent. So like we're even... in sync there, Marnie. Yes. Good. I'm glad. So what, so you're, you're able to f- help people figure out what they look, what they want and then go after go it. Go after it. Yeah. You make a map and you make a path and then it becomes easier. Is that the main obstacle to finding what you want? Or is there something else that you find? Yeah. It's the often? first step to figuring out Okay. What you can get. It's the first question I always get asked. It's like, yeah. how, well, it's usually mine is evolving older women. How do I attract a cougar? And what's your response? You wear the cougar spray. <laughs> no, that's not what you're That would be some people's no, response. I, my, my, mine is the same way. What, what, you know, it's about self-awareness, you know, figure out who you are and then, you know, just don't be fearful about it. Just five, four, three, two, one, go up and talk to them. There you go. I'm bringing up the Mel Robbins five second rule again. But you need but it's to just push one, two, three, yourself. Yeah, like absolutely. Just push her down the slide. Go up to that person. Introduce yourself. Ask her compelling questions like, "What are your passions?" Don't walk up and say some pickup line like, "You're really hot," or "You're," you know. One guy was like, uh, "Is your last name Campbell?" Because you are mm, good. I mean, it's like the worst lines ever. I feel like those are gonna come back though at some point. Like <laughs> pickup lines. You- if you oh, yeah. know those off well, they're freaking funny. Like the, tr- the truth I is, it's exactly that, yeah. what you were saying before I about remembering that, so it obviously worked. Yeah, exactly. It, it caught your attention. Yeah. It, it's what happens after that line the that's more line. important. The first and, line is not hard. The second line is harder. Yeah. <laughs> so like I tell guys that it's not about what you say, it's about how you say it. And if some guy came up to me and did that Campbell's line, and he kind of said it like, I know I'm being super cheesy, but like I'm owning this right now, that would perk mm-hmm. my ears up. It would, in some way, I would using, bite back using at him. Using humor. Using humor. Yeah. It using would be humor good. works well. But if you don't have that base to start off with of, I'm really comfortable with who I am, or I'm going to try and be comfortable with who I am and just go for it, like that boldness, women can feel that instantly. So if you don't have that in place, then mm-hmm. you could say the most magical, panty-dropping, 100% approved line, and it's going to fall flat for you. No, I think Cam, like, for example, not that you're the guinea pig here, but oh, Cam boy. can use this comedy because he's so funny, you know, and it, it's like I, anybody that uses humor can immediately get women. I'm convinced of it. Yeah. Thank you for thinking of funny, Mom. Thanks, Mom. Uh, I found it very... Yeah, thanks, Mom. I, I found it actually quite challenging to be... Some It totally depends on the night for me. Like, some nights I'm, like, feeling good. I'm feeling confident. I can go up. I'm in just in a jokey mood. And I can just talk to someone. But then other times I'm, like, insecure. I'm intimidated. I'll go up to someone who I think is attractive. And I'll, I'll like, be this... I, I have the the default of like going into like a darker, more serious philosophical okay. part of me. That it, that it kind of... Is that pushes. what you do when you're nervous? I, I think you go to something more serious? Uh, maybe. That, that, is that's it? one wow. defense. Oh, this, okay. this is... Oh, I think so, yeah. All, along, and all of a sudden, you got right to the core of Kim's issues. <laughs> no, he yeah. talked to the core of it. Well, no, he was is, saying I, this. I, no, I but it's interesting. Yeah, do you know how to, how to fix I that? Actually, I was going to ask you, how do you, you fix you that? You honestly just announce it out loud. So once you start to notice it, you can adjust it either on your own and just say like, okay, now I'm being too serious. And you can pre-program yourself. So like, if you know that this is a habit that you break into when you do get nervous in front of somebody, Mm -hmm. you can have an example of something that you've said in a lighter situation that you can pull out of your back pocket and say, okay, what I'm noticing that I'm getting really serious, I can just lean on this joke or this quote or this whatever it is to get me Mm -hmm. into a lighter mood. Or the best thing that I think is really to just say it out loud. Like, oh my God, I'm super serious right now, aren't I? Because then you can make light of it and then switch it up. That's pretty good, yeah. And then it gets it off of your shoulders. It's like, she must be thinking I'm being so super deep and serious and being being self-conscious about it. Yeah. I, I, Would you feel comfortable doing that? Yeah. I mean, 
you, you just saw it at lunch. I went up to like one of my favorite comedians and like gave him a straw because he gave me a straw the last time he saw me like years ago. That's cool. Who was it? Uh, Nathan Fielder. Okay. I don't know who that uh, is. Nathan for you? He's like, oh. it's in kind of an obscure comedy show. It's but very, very It's obscure, very funny. funny. Okay. I love it. I'm out of the comedy world. Even though Kristen is my co-host and she's a comedian, oh. I'm very out of it. So Jay Larson was my husband's roommate when we oh, first met. Right. And so we would go see comedy all the time and like hang out with comedians. Like Jay would bring all the comedians home mm-hmm. and just laugh forever. And then, like, obviously, I'm married now and I have kids, so we don't go out to comedy as much. Uh, But um, I used to love it. Yeah, that sounds very fun. Yeah, kids. Not having fun, not going. <laughs> no, 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 I'm talking about having comedians come to yeah, your house. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, exciting for you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was the best thing. I would wait up. Like my husband would fall asleep, but I would wait up until Jay got home because he would walk in with like, uh, like Nick Thune and um, who else? Rory, whatever his name is, and like like bigger comedians. Now he'd walk in with them, and then we would just like. Because they would just, oh, Sebastian, like people like that, like all the good comedians. That's awesome. And we just like laugh like crazy. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that, <laughs> does, that's. Does Jay have a roommate now? Maybe Cam wants to go. He's got a wife. Oh. He's a roommate. He's a roommate. He's his still, wife. He can still go see his shows, though. Sure. Yeah. Is his wife funny? <laughs> no. <laughs> not on purpose. Oh. She's not even close to being a comedian, but she is hilarious because she's well, not. That's kind of how Nathan Fielder is. Where did uh-huh. you go? Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah, totally. Maybe opposites attract. They do. So anyway, I think that's a rare occurrence though. If I see a comedian, I can kind of muster up the courage to do this. But I found that it's much easier if I'm like at a party or I've met someone through friends where there's like a reason to be talking to each other versus if I'm at like a random bar or something or walking down the side of the street or even in yoga class. It's like super challenging to like even... Yeah, because it's a complete stranger. Complete stranger. You don't know why you're really approaching that. Yes. That's that's a normal thing. And I would say like the the chance of that actually becoming something is not really that big. Oh, wow. The number one place to meet people is through your friends and now online as well or through apps in some way. So Mm -hmm. those those are the better places to spend your time on. But if you do want to master like street game or, you know, what other pick, what, whatever pickup artists are teaching you about mm-hmm. how to approach random people. And that just takes practice of doing it. Like, like going I and doing it day after day because no matter what, it's going to take a while to get over that hump of, oh my God, I'm like randomly approaching a person right. on the street. And you can use my method for breaking into conversation, which is called OSA. Okay. So it's observe, share, and ask. And if you've listened to my podcast, mm-hmm. you've heard me talk about it Jeez. a million times. Marty, I feel like we were like sisters in a prior life. Why? Do you teach this stuff too? Did you steal it from me? No, I didn't (laughs) even know that it existed until just now. Oh, so. But here's my my idea. Is like, usually I just, because I've tried to do the reverse and walked around the room, you talk about something in your environment. Like, yeah. you just talk about, oh, look what's on TV. Or, or if the person's went, my boyfriend's a master of this. If the person has tattoos, to talk about the tattoos or talk about it, what, what the necklace is or something in the environment. Yeah. So you're not talking, like, you're not pick, trying to pick someone up. You're just talking about things like you talk to another of the same sex person yeah. you're not intimidated by. Yeah. But no matter what, at the end of the day, that is is going to carry a, a different level of stress mm-hmm. compared to talking to somebody mm-hmm. who you yeah. sort of have a reason to be talking to. If you're meeting somebody through a friend, you have some sort of connection already. When you're meeting a random person, you don't know what your connection is other than the fact that you're walking on the same street or you're going to the right. same mall. But those are the things that you can lean on at first. And then you can segue into other things because women will give you information to use, even mm-hmm. if it's one word or two words or whatever it is. And you can build mm-hmm. on that one word or two words because each of those words you have an association with. And as a comedian, 
you're really good at making associations. So it makes it easier for you and observing and making having good, interesting twists on the observations. That's Mm. the benefit to being a comedian because you can do something with that information. A lot of people are not wonderful observers Mm. or association makers, but you get the benefit because you can have fun with it. Mm. So the observation of, you're not talking very much. Oh, do you like only one word answers? You know who I know who makes one word? Like you could have an association with it to make fun of like, I don't know, Charlie Chaplin and bring him into this this scenario as well. Because you're quick-witted, you can tie that in, but it does take practice to be able to be okay with it. He doesn't want to be like on stage. You know, you can't... Like, you can't well, the truth is, is that in the beginning of approaching, you are on stage because you're, you are presenting yourself to this individual who knows nothing about you, who could mm-hmm. be afraid of you. And in today's climate as well, just like worried what you're going to do yeah. because you're a random person approaching her. But the more that you can share through your body language, through your facial gestures and through the words that come out of your mouth, the more you can alleviate some of that fear mm. from her. Mm. And what it's, if the girl's name is Leslie... Or or uh, Natalie. Why? Why? What's going on with Leslie and Natalie? Girls that that he's attracted to our name. No, here's the here's what happens. My mom is convinced that their name is Natalie, and I don't think I've ever dated a Natalie. All right, maybe Leslie. I at one point went through three dating three different Leslies. Nice. Okay. Here's your thing. So very unusual name. Oh really? I know so many Leslies. My aunt's name is Leslie. When I was friends in high school, was Leslie for someone in their twenties. Yeah, that is Maybe true. Not unusual. <laughs> it, yeah, it is an unusual name. Yeah, but, so that's why I say I'm just I'm lightening it up. I'm lightening the mood a little. But let's hear what's going on with you and dating. That's that is an issue. I love you. Get right down to it. Uh, the, I think. Well, there is no issue. You're in your 20s. You're having fun. Well, yes. not really. <laughs> okay. So I, I I'm kind of I I find myself often in a bind. Okay. Where I would love the companionship of someone, um, but then when I actually start spending time with them, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I don't want to spend any time with this person. I, oh, like, really? There are a few people I actually enjoy. Are you an introvert? No. He, he literally I, said he wasn't, he did not have fun spending time with me recently on a podcast. It was, that I, I rescinded that statement. That was a mean statement. I did not mean it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, th- I think that is a... So you just need time to recharge and alone time. Yeah. Or you really do not enjoy them. <laughs> it's hard to find someone that I'm both very attracted to and also very... Stimulated by. But I think that's no too, right? If if it was so easy, people would be matching up like crazy. Well, it just depends because maybe the people that you're approaching are people that you think you can get as opposed to the people that you want. So you may not... Are you going after the people that you want? Like, do you enjoy them in the beginning and then just are like, oh, this isn't so exciting anymore? It's hard to even find people that I I want. Okay. That's not really that abnormal, to be honest, especially because you are in your 20s and you're probably focused on your career. So exactly. if somebody's yeah. going to take your time away, That's they better be is. pretty spectacular. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I get that. If you're fo- And plus you're a man, so you're single focused on your career right now. So it's hard to be jointly as focused on women. Man, so it, very, yeah. very astute. Exactly. Well, I'm, you, <laughs> Thanks, it's, Mom. it's nice that you're kind of like, like because a lot of my questions are like, how much should I expect to really get along with someone um, when dating? When dating them, like, is it something that I just you just learn to appreciate over time? I will or is say like- that this is like a thing for people in their twenties, and it's a trend because I think there's first of all, there's so much stimulus out there. There's so many things mm-hmm. available to you that Freaking can catch your attention. Is there. Like, think like even now, I have a I have a four year old and an eighteen month old, oh. and I think about like, like them outside of school. They have movies and 
YouTube and this and that and flashy things. Like for them to then go to school afterwards and have to like color and paint. <laughs> that must be it's like so one-dimensional and like not yeah. so, like my my son does like it, but like of course he likes TV and like flashy things way better. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine the same thing as with dating. Like there's so many things that are out there and it's totally like, there's so many fun options of things to do that are virtual and real right. that to then partner up is like, oh wait. Yeah. It's not as exciting. Totally. So it's not a goal for a lot of people. It's exactly. al- it's almost like in porn also drawn not oh not, yeah not for, sure. cams, for example he doesn't really watch it from my knowledge. No, I've said several times yeah. I'm not a huge porn watcher, but right. But I think porn really like makes it so super easy, especially with now with sex bots too and cam girls and everything. That why wouldn't people want to bother with real women? You know, that's I mean that is the like I, I know I'm going to be obsolete soon because some people <laughs> aren't going to be wanting to be with real women because there's so many other exciting things. My sister is 27 years old. She has the most fun life ever. And she's like, why would I want a relationship right now? I'm just going to slow me down. We were walking just about a half hour ago and I was saying, I envy, you know, I have a boyfriend, living boyfriend, but I envy not having to account to anybody, you know? Oh my God. Because he was saying, he's like, what age would you want to be? I go, your age. If I could do it over again, I want to be your age because you don't have to account to anybody. You could just do your own thing. You can, you want to go travel, you travel. The only thing you got to do is show up for your job and that's it. Make money. Exactly. Well, you don't have to either. How old is your brother? 24. Yeah, so you're fine. You can go do the same thing. What? 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 Well, you don't have to be accountable either. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I have to be accountable to my partner. I can't just go and... Oh, but I thought you were saying to your partner, you don't have to be accountable to anybody. No, no, I was saying to Cam. Oh, Cam okay, gotcha. Have, Sorry. I, I yes, exactly. Yeah, go to... Want to be. I thought you were saying your boyfriend. Okay. No, him, I, I, you know, we respect each other. You know what I'm going to say? Like, what are you doing this weekend? Do you care if I do this? Or even, you know, whatever. You just, you're checking in all the time. I know, but to not have to ask somebody is pretty nice. Is that nice? Oh, it, do you want yeah. me to wait to see this movie with you? Yeah, yeah it's really right. freaking annoying. this TV series. I wanted to binge watch something, you know. You don't want to do that alone. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just as bad, so, yeah, whatever. It's both It's both sides. Like, it is, it is totally. really nice being in a relationship and having a partner, but it's really probably very nice to go and be single again. Trust me. Like, I get to help people all the time and I'm like, I kind of wish I was you. Yeah. yeah seems fun. And- yeah, be careful for what you wish for, right? Yes. <laughs> totally. That's I'm living for my is. friends who are divorced, so... Oh, and I was I'm telling him that that's different too because then you're... It's an entirely different... Because then you're used goods. Well, it's more than they just use goods. They're, there's just like a... Uh, uh, younger guys have like this natural, like, you know, non-hatred towards women. But as soon as they've been divorced, the men are like, oh, well, you know, you're just... I've I've had men say that their ex-wife was just see you next to... I mean, the mother of their children, that's what he's calling him. You know, it just... There's a hostility that's... Because she was. Well, she might have been. He was an asshole too. That's what happened. Yeah, maybe in his position, you know, we don't know and it's not my position to judge, but younger guys don't have that hostility towards women the way that, you know, divorcees do towards each other sometimes. I I agree with you. I totally agree with you. So what kind of expectations do you think a a guy should have? Or Well, I want to go back to you. So what seems to be the issue? So there there, there really isn't an issue because you don't want to be dating. That's, I think you nailed it there. I mean, honestly, Kim, I think if you wanted to, you would be a lot more open to relationships. Unless you see it as a problem. Do you see it as a problem? Or do you think it's a problem because... I think I want to be more sexually active than I am. That's, ah, that's okay. right. But, then, uh, but you're, you're boyfriendy. Yes, I yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's you get yeah. And I also don't necessarily like to have sex that's just like with a random person and... Because you're boyfriendy. Yeah. 
so, so because I, I get turned on when I know the other person, like when I have that emotional connection with the person. Yeah. So I do prefer to be in a relationship for like intimacy's sake, but I don't really need it for all the other reasons people might want a relationship right now. Well, you can still have a connection with somebody and be intimate with them without having a Friends relationship. Right. That's been very hard to find. That's why you need Not to go hard out to find. You just have to adjust the way that you're tackling that because most likely you act according to how a boyfriend would act uh, or somebody that wants to be in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. So you get into a relationship space. So, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you wanted to be more casual, like define casual and then follow yeah. that. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what you're doing, but I can just tell from talking to you, like, yeah, that's you're somebody exactly right. who a woman would assume, yeah, you want to have a girlfriend. I would assume that about you. Exactly. Because you don't seem casual. Right, right, right. But you can adjust the way that you carry yourself a little bit. And that's like a, a longer conversation. Oh, but that's an can... interesting conversation. I think we have time for it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think we have time for it. But I, I, I say I want this also. I, I'm like, I'm very conflicted. Oh, so see? It goes back, it goes back to, back to what we said in the right. beginning. You got to know what you want. And yeah. it comes a lot easier. But also, what if right he things? goes for someone who he knows will not want a relationship? That's why I always love this older woman, younger men thing. Because... If you're a young guy in the 20s and you're with someone who's like in late 30s, 40s, you know, it's probably going to not end up as like a marriage because unless it's like, you know, like me and my boyfriend, there's a big age gap. But it's atypical that you, you could then have this really intense, great sexually charged relationship without knowing in the long run that you're going to end up, you know, that she's going to want to get married and have kids and all that kind of stuff. Right. So that I'm saying he should go for someone older. Just to, to play with. Yeah. Okay, so that's, I think that's one option. We've also interviewed several women on this show that are around my age who just wanted casual sex. But then it might end up that you get feelings for each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then it's like, the, well, then why? If we have casual sex, it's great. We have feelings for each other, it's great. Well, why wouldn't we go into the next step and have a relationship? But it's a kind of a, a crazy thing for me to ask, like... Okay, I want someone who I'm going to have enough feelings for that I'm actually going to want that emotional connection to have sex with them, but not so many feelings that I actually want to be in a full-blown relationship with them because I don't have time and interest. This is, but That's what your mom's saying. Go for somebody older who... Right. Like the likelihood of that working out as something long-term or seeing each other as long-term probably wouldn't happen and they'll be distracted with their own lives because they have their own stuff going on. Right. So you're also saying that's not really who's attractive to you, isn't... Right. Uh... I don't know. I haven't found any. I also, given that I'm meeting people at parties and, you know, friends of friends, it's very unlikely that I'm going to find someone five years out of my age range. Well, how much of an emotional connection do you need to have with somebody to be able to be sleeping with them? Like, what, what do you this need to be? This is the question. <laughs> this, is, this is really the question. It's, uh, it's not. This isn't like an abnormal thing at all. Found- I'm a relationship person, but sometimes I don't want to be in a relationship. Mm. But I, I need to have that connection as well. But then I have that connection and then I want to spend more time with them or I want to be in that relationship. But then I don't. I, so I, I completely understand mm-hmm. where you're coming from. So it's just something that you can adjust yeah, yeah. for yourself. So you- yeah, go on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was going to... I had a couple questions. Okay. okay. One, is this a common thing that you see guys dealing with? Or... So not the guys that I deal with. So I would say some people come to me with this issue of I'm not really sure what I want and I'm getting things, but it's not really what I want or what I'm looking for and I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Most of most of the guys come to me saying, I want this, but I can't get it. Uh-huh. How do I get this? Right, right. They want a relationship. 
No, it's not. It's not about relationships. It's about options. Uh-huh. Nobody's like, I, oh, I can't wait to fall in love and find the girl in my dreams. I don't hear I that very that's often. What most of the people are. Oh, no, no. Oh. But I, I would say that the end goal is for that. But I think first they want the options because they felt or they feel like they've never had the options, that they're so limited are you, in, in like their choices. Like a scale type of thing? Like, are you saying that they feel like they want like a seven, eight, or nine? Oh, yeah. everybody wants a seven. Yeah, I don't think anybody comes and says, "I want a four. So how do how do you how do you tell a guy who may not be a seven, eight, or nine? Well, guys are lucky; they don't have to be a seven, eight, or nine. <laughs> a seven, eight, or nine. They can be a two and freaking amazing, especially if they have a lot of money. No, I'm just kidding. No, but I mean that's a bonus as well. If you have money and you're awesome and you're charismatic and you dress well, like you, you could do a lot with not being as good looking as a man. Uh, women, and then the women, women on the other side. have to have the, the looks, I guess, if you, they... Yeah. I See, I, I really believe looks is all in your mind. It's confidence that matters. Like, for, for 100%. I always thought that, like, you know, I always talked about this before many times, Cam and I, about, you know, one of the girls in his class when she was like in junior high, we had all the guys after her and she was not the most attractive in the class. She certainly wasn't the conventionally best body and everything. And she had all the guys because she was so super confident and so friendly. and For sure. But as a girl, you have to have that base there. There's got to be something. You can't be like... she wasn't heinous. Right, exactly. But yes, I I, I agree with you. Your personality definitely enhances who you are. So you said that you guys had also interviewed the owner of the Bunny Ranch, right? No. Two people that worked there. Oh, two people that worked there. Okay, so, so the owner of the Bunny Ranch was on our podcast. He is... Not good looking. No, he is not. He is freaking charismatic. He is fat and gross and old. Wait, but you, I, would, you would have sex with him? Oh yeah, I can see how people would. I don't. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd be in a long term relationship geez. with him. But I, I was like, I get it. I understand why you're. Really, what do you think I'm thinking? That damn disgusting, gross pubic hair that he probably has. I don't know why she thinks so. She always goes to the pubic hair. I have, that's interesting. interesting. I have this vision of like, if I'm going to have sex with this guy, then he's probably going to be gross down there. I don't know. But I wonder if he was more than just pubic hair to you and the owner of the Bunny Ranch, you got to know him and saw that he was charismatic and confident. I wonder if it wouldn't really matter as much. I don't know. I, I, don't <laughs> I know, but I wonder. I don't know. That's, that's, that's the reason people. I won't go into these swinging lifestyles because I'm thinking, ooh, I'm going to get stuck with this. You know, my boyfriend's going to be having fun with five girls over there getting a blowjob by all of them. And I'm going to be like, ew, I don't want to touch any of these guys. That's interesting. Yeah. Because maybe you wouldn't be like that. Maybe that's just a fear of yours. I don't know. We have to delve into that one yes, day too. Seriously. I've I've wanted to experiment in that world. Not as like in a voyeuristic way, not in a participatory. I would do it in an exhibitionist way. In what? You do it in five people? Would, I would do I haven't, but I'd be much more interested in doing that. Really? That's interesting. That. Yeah, I, I, if anything, you I'm want a to be boyer, the boyer. You're ex- uh, I'm, really? I would like to... No, but it would be with my boyfriend, not yes, like obviously. some random, disgusting, gross guy. That's what I'm saying. And you would want people watching. I wouldn't mind. That's, that's a turn on to me. Oh, my God. I, that's never, hilarious. I mean, like, this isn't my fantasy. Oh. This is not in reality. I have never done anything like this. I'm vanilla. We talked we're, about that. No, I'm we're, boring. We're stepping closer to making... I, I think he you keeps are, pushing I, me into I'm doing this. I'm not pushing. I, the fuck do I want? I don't want that at all. <laughs> so why don't you just try it? I don't know. It just hasn't happened. The opportunity hasn't arose, well, arisen. But, but even what you're doing right now is like you're making up all these negatives that could potentially yeah. happen. I that's have to exactly. do the five, four, three, two, one thing. Yeah. Just go for it. Yeah. But that's yeah. what happens with all my clients. They they like highlight all the negatives right. and those go into their head about these things that could happen. I'm like, wow, do you know that these things could happen? Have you done it yet? Have you read the five second rule? You would love that book. I didn't even know there was a book for it. It's not the one that with your children that for dropping food because that's a myth. 
I know. Well, I, I, this kid lived even though he ate dirt. So who knows? Okay. Yeah, exactly. You did. Oh, anyway, no, the five, the five seconds world of everything is by the way. If you have young children, wait till you get with the, in their 20s. They, it's all. Oh, I know they get disgusting, right? <laughs> no, they're getting. Oh, they get better. I know they get dirty and smelly. No, I have they two get boys. Awesome. Uh, oh, the boys are the best. And and my daughter too. So oh. uh, there's there's three children and uh they're all we just figured out who mom's favorites are. Oh, interesting. No, no, no. I know it all comes out in the podcast. When I, say, when I say boys are the best, I mean easiest. There's yeah, no question. I know I've heard that. Just easy. I know. I come from three girls. Oh god. I basically tore my poor father. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's no say in the household. Oh, I know. Oh, so I was boy, very happy to have boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, how do we get on the subject? <laughs> yeah. We were all over the Five-second rule. Five yeah, sorry. Rule. Yeah. That's what happens with me. I, I end up... Mel Robbins rule can apply to all that, what you what you were just saying. Basically, she, she, you and her were being simpatico because her whole thing is your brain in five seconds will tell you not to do something. So you have five, four, three, two, one, and you need to ask. Yeah, I have the three second. Oh, wait, three seconds. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. three, two, one, go. When I first started doing what wow. I was doing 13 years ago, uh, I had these bracelets made, like rubber band bracelets, because I, well, now it's in my hair, but typically I wear um, elastic band around my wrist because in the, I used to be very shy. And I, I was, was shy too, which is yeah. so weird that, you know. But this is how it happens. Yeah. It's like, this is how you learn to be unshy is by teaching other people, you know, to get over it. And so what I had done was I would wear this uh, hair elastic around my wrist. And whenever I was nervous, I would go three, two, one. I would snap the rubber band and then I would go and do what I wanted to do. So I made these rubber bands to give out to my clients. Good call. Yeah. Very, very good behavior. But I, I think you and Mel would get along great. <laughs> Sounds like you would. It never matter, but I, I would love to because it really did uh, alter the way I was thinking about a lot of things. Good. I. Uh, can I have yours back on the track a little bit? Yes, please continue to do that because I know that we can go off. No, I, so I was curious. You said change the way that you're presenting yourself so that you don't, that I don't appear as like a boyfriendy and give off more of a vibe like, hey, I'm just looking to have fun. Relax. Everyone can relax. Here. If you can think that in your mind, you can write it or write it down in your phone or stick it on a piece of paper in your back pocket and constantly remind yourself of that. That's his mantra and when he meditates. Yeah. It would be it would be helpful to your interactions. Because I'm guessing I am not a boyfriend. Like when, I am not a boyfriend. Yeah. I am a, I'm a Casanova. I'm a yeah. Don Juan. I, or I don't want to be a boyfriend. Yeah. It, just remember that. So in the way so I I need to know more of the things that you are doing when you're interacting with women. So like are you asking really personal questions? Are you... Oh, yeah. Stop doing that. <laughs> what did you think of the meaning of life I, and I Deepak do, Chopra? I do feel weird. I feel inauthentic if I don't uh, express that part of myself. Because that's a big part of... To and be, it's probably to a huge turn for you as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it was, it's actually like super off-putting to me if I don't know the person... And we're hooking up. I'm like, who the fuck is this person? But what are what is it that you want to know? Like, what kind of questions do you ask people? Kind of what what I, what is the meaning of life? He would like to have. Listen, have I've had understood. great conversations with people like that too, and then I've slept with them, and it's nothing more afterwards. So you, I see you. Oh, that's interesting. So 
I mean, you can you can totally meet at the mind. It's about how you carry yourself afterwards. So, mm. like, you can have great deep conversation, but it's it's how you act towards them. If you talk about plans in the future, if you hold them after you mm. have sex, if you like. So, I had this one client. Who, Wait, is that good or bad? If you're holding them after the sex, are you saying that? No, you should not be. That's that's intimate. If, that's if intimacy. I'm trying, right. If, if I'm you're trying. trying to disconnect after sex, you not yeah. do the whole cuddling. Thing. No, you can you can you can cuddle for a second, but I wouldn't say like wake up in the morning and cuddle with each other and snuggle and then say, what do you want to do for breakfast? Mm-hmm. Like things like that. So I had this one client who contacted me like a long time ago and he said, I, you know, I have this, this issue that um, all the girls that I sleep with end up falling in love with me. So I said, okay, well, what is it that you're doing? And it ended up that he was doing very boyfriend behaviors. So mm-hmm. this one woman who he had slept with, he had learned Tantra like a very long time ago when he was young from this older woman who was like a cougar. Thank you. And so that's how he had learned about pleasuring women. So that's, first of all, the experience that he gives to these younger women that he's dating is like a rockin' sexual experience that they've never had before. So right away, that woman's going to be thinking, oh my God, if I'm feeling this with you, we must have some sort of strong connection. Plus, he's having wonderful conversation with them because he's an intellect. Mm. But the things that he was doing was that if they were like shaking after they had sex, he would go and he would draw them a bath and he would light them candles and he would, you know, say, go take a bath and he would wash them afterwards. would never do that. But so like things like that that were very intimate afterwards and boyfriending and Mm -hmm. he would like cuddle with them and hold them and then talk to them about things. Mm-hmm. And I don't want you to cut yourself off completely and just be like a dick to girls after you sleep with them. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that those things are extremely intimate to do with And it's somebody. mixed messages. If you're saying, you're going into the saying, well, this is just going to be a one night thing or even a casual relationship. And then you're right. doing all this like, stuff that's, that is very intimate. So it's... it's it, yeah. And I, I don't wonders. think you're doing those things. I don't think you're going yeah. to that extreme. But you're going to the extreme of probably contacting them the next day and continuing to contact mm-hmm. them on a regular basis. So this is like the dumbed down version of it, which I'm guessing you're doing because you're a nice guy. Yeah. Or making plans with them, mm-hmm. things that you may not want to be doing or may mm-hmm. not know yet that you don't want to be doing, mm-hmm. but they're setting you up to say, we're dating. Yeah. As opposed to, we're having fun and being casual even though we click at the mind. Right. But there's nothing more here. Mm-hmm. So by saying, be more casual, I, I'm being serious with that. Be more casual and don't yeah. feel the need to have to be that nice guy who then texts every day. Yeah. Well, I think my defense my defense mechanism against doing that was I, I kind of realized that, oh, that's kind of where I'm going. And oh, I feel, oh, it's never a fun feeling like letting someone down you know, and, and also like, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of, ah, there's like a lot of hangups there. So then I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to see anyone for points of time. <laughs> and then he breaks up with people that don't even know they're dating him. <laughs> that, yeah. And, and, and then I end up in those situations where I'm like, all right, we went on one date. I better call this whole fucking thing off. And, and so, they're like, who are you? <laughs> yeah. I, you're you're often taking you more seriously than they are. Totally. He said, He's had well, a sexual encounter it, on this pot talked about on this podcast where this girl's like, hey, it was great sex, and then that was the end of it. And he was like, What? I thought we were engaged. No, I was like, I was like, that was not a good experience for me. But it was in, I don't know. I, I think I'm I am in a very uh self-discovery state. This is, I think, what you forget at 29, that you it it's hard to know what you want and uh, you know, 
and and process like, oh, it's okay to treat someone. I'm okay with treating someone like this. I'm, and this is kind of what I expect from this whole situation. It's kind of egocentric to think that you're that great anyway, though. Like you know, like that women can be using you, not using you, but enjoying sex with you just as much as you're enjoying sex with them without expecting you to be in love with them. Totally. Okay, you've obviously done that. a good job as a mom as well because of the way that he's acting towards other individuals, let alone women. He's very kind. He's like, he, he, inconsiderate he's towards he's other people. Kind. Yes, yes. And that it, is a, it's a wonderful I trait. I didn't raise no fuckboy. Yeah. <laughs> we've had that. You know, he's like, all I want to be is a fuckboy. Like <laughs> no, no, we've interviewed it's, those. It's confusing yeah. though because, because I it, 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 you kind of want everything, but it's hard to get. Trust me, in my head, I want to be a huge whore. I, I could never do it. Yeah. Why? Because it, I don't believe in it. I don't, I, I can't do those things. It's just, I didn't, you I don't even have... it with your husband? Like, hey, you know, uh, what if we tried? You know, oh, with my husband, I'm, I'm fine with no, doing I'm those bringing things. somebody else. And no, I don't even... you open the marriage up to do that. Because I don't really want to do in my mind I do That's because in I'm my saying. mind I'm saying the same thing to you that I you asked me before why don't you go and do the exhibition because it's all it's much more it's, it's almost fun in your head fantasy. it's more for me it's even more fun talking about these things and actually doing them sometimes there but again some of it may be fear but like I I could have had multiple opportunities to do very you know sexual, open, slut. I don't even want to call it slutty anymore, but like... Slutty is being redefined. Okay, good. And there you go. You Jupiter slut. There you go. Fine. But like, so I, 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 in my mind, would want to do those things, but it's because I think I'm supposed to. Mm. Or I would have, I think I was supposed to have those experiences, not because exactly. I actually want to do it. And so, but that's, that's about getting to know who you are. And yes, at 29, you may not know that yet. Right. And not, may not be settled with the fact that this is who you are and proud of it and owning it. Totally. No. And there are times where I'm like, yeah, this is exactly, I'm very comfortable with this. And then there are times where I'm like, but maybe it is that just fear prevented me from going forward with this. And maybe if I took a different angle, I'd find like, uh, that there is, there are people that I could be in casual relationships with that. So that that's where the or you might find in. the love of your life, and then you'll change your mind again. Who cares? Yeah, you've had good relationships too. He's had good relationships. Yeah, thank you. Which is great because I never did. I was like married at twenty three. I mean, I mean, I had like one relationship other that I considered like really good before that. So that's that's the benefit now to people in their twenties. Oh, I think they awesome. do it way better. They're smarter. Like I didn't get married till I was twenty nine. My husband wasn't. He was thirty nine. When he got married. So he had a lot of fun underneath his belt. And then, you know, he wanted to have kids right away. I'm like, no way. I just started having fun. We're just enjoying each other. So I made him wait for having kids because I was like, no, I'm enjoying this. Whereas a lot of my friends got married a lot younger and had kids right away. And I'm, if I did that, I'm sure I would be saying I was very happy to do that. But I'm happy that I got that time to be me and figure out more about myself before I had kids. Because I honestly having kids has rocked my world. So I don't, I think if I didn't have that confidence that I had built up during that time, I, I think I'd be not as good. We were talking about that as well. We were just saying how like you have kids young, like your whole world is just about the kids and it's not really about yourself. It's not even close to being about it's yourself. basically you're a breeder. Yes, you are. Even when you, when you go out with the grandparents, it's like everyone's swooping over this child. We are like 40 minutes in. So I think if we have any final questions. Um, Man, Kim, I'm sure you got a bunch more for her. I do, but... <laughs> well, well let's, let's save them for when we're doing we, my podcast. Yes. So how do people find your 
your stuff if they wanted to um, see your so work? We just slipped, slipped. We just switched over to Libsyn, which goes onto SoundCloud and iTunes and such. And I think it goes onto all the normal platforms. It does. But, I, but I'm noticing that like our numbers are a little bit different. So I think it's not going onto some platforms. We had, we've been going we had the same thing. Okay, yeah. So yeah, so anyway, you find it on iTunes or I, most likely on any platform that you're using to find I podcasts. I YouTube. On YouTube. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, so then that was my mistake. So I, when we went over to Libsyn, it said you can publish to YouTube. So I thought I was going to do, oh, publish this episode, which I thought was kind of cool to just like do a little video of it. Published all of our podcast episodes all at once, like all 240 of them. So I was like, shit. So I had to take it. It was just I didn't even know you could do that. Maybe we should do that. Well, yeah. Yeah, for you guys, for sure. But my YouTube channel is my video. So it was just like, it wasn't <laughs> very helpful because I want people to be able to see that there's video content there, not right. just like a whole bunch of podcasts. Anyway, but yes, you can find it on YouTube as well. Um, and just type in Ask Women Podcast and then it pops up. Yeah. I love your podcast. I highly thank recommend you. it to your listeners. I love, I love your podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you, Marty, for You're coming welcome. on the show. Marty the wing girl. Yeah. Uh, we often end with the same question, which is, have you ever been... I guess, have you ever walked in on a parent or vice versa having having sex? No. Oh. I wish I walked into my parents. My parents don't have sex. <laughs> How do you know that? I'm very certain they don't have sex. I, I'm a very vocal person. I, t- I talk to my parents. I know they don't have sex. And they have not had sex in a very long time. When did they stop having sex? That I don't know, but they have been sleeping in different bedrooms since I was a baby. That's kind of nice. I mean, it is nice. It is nice as long as, long as they were sneaking up. And I mean, yeah. I have two other sisters, so I know they were having Apparently sex at some sex point. Three times. Exactly, but I, yeah, I don't. They, they don't anymore. Um, I wish I walked in on them having sex, That's but they're they're very open to talking about. Like my mom, when I was younger, she had like uh, stick figures that she drew of all of my family members naked and would like talk to me about the body and about sex and That's stuff. Great. So like she's very comfortable talking about that stuff. But yeah, they don't have sex. Just wait till your kid walks in and you having sex. I can't even imagine. Oh. Come back on a podcast and tell us about it. <laughs> yeah. I will. Thank you, Marnie. Thank you. Bye-bye. We had a pleasure.